You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Revelation chapter 7, and don't get nervous, we're not going to talk about uh, prophecy tonight, we're not talking about uh, the the plagues of the uh, tribulation or anything like that, but we are talking about Thanksgiving. You say, how do you get Thanksgiving out of Revelation? Well, in Revelation 7, we find in verse number 12, the Bible says that the angels and the uh, four and twenty elders and the, uh, the beasts gathered around of the throne of God, they say, Amen, verse 12, blessing and glory and wisdom and, what's the next word? Thanksgiving. And honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever, Amen. I want to talk to you about Thanksgiving, and this isn't Thanksgiving around the supper table. This isn't Thanksgiving around the living room at your your grandparents' house. That, for us, that's where uh, my siblings and my mom and dad, we'd always go to uh, grandma and grandpa's house for Thanksgiving. That was the tradition, and uh, we always had good food. Of course, that goes without saying, Um, but we always had football. My dad and his brothers were all Dallas Cowboys fans. And how many of you know the Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving, right? I didn't say they always win, but I said they always play on Thanksgiving. But we'd watch football. Uh, the, the cousins, uh, us, us guys, we would go and uh, we would try to find the nearest basketball hoop. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to play basketball. And uh, Thanksgiving in Rockford, Illinois, that was not always possible. Uh, we did our best. We tried. But uh, Thanksgiving was always so much fun, getting to be together with family. But you know, every Thanksgiving, there comes a time when you have to say goodbye, right? You have to say, we'll see you later. We all get to a point where we have to say, I cannot eat another bite of food. Unless it's pumpkin pie, then there's always room for that, right? But here we find in Revelation 7, we find Thanksgiving not around the house, not around the table, not even around the church. But we find thanksgiving around the throne of God. And as we see this thanksgiving around the throne, I want you to see not only where they were around the throne, close to the presence of God. Miss Judy, good to see you back there. Thank you for being here. Then I saw Ray. I saw you slip in too. Ray, glad to see you. And then Zach was here Sunday, but Zach, you're still here, brother. We're going to pull some spark plugs and keep you here, but we're glad to see you. But here we see not just where they were, giving thanks, but we see the reasons why they were giving thanks. And you know what's amazing to me is the reasons that they give thanks to God around the throne are the same reasons why we ought to give thanks to God today. Because we have a God and we serve a God who has given us so much, and for what he has given us, we ought to express our thanks. Father, I pray that you'd speak to us. I pray that you give us a word of encouragement. I pray that you give us a word of help tonight. I pray that you give us a word that would remind us during this Thanksgiving season just how good we have it and just how good you have been to us. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your blessings. May we not be negligent this Thanksgiving. 
to go through all of the motions and go through all of the events and all of the get-togethers and to fail to give you thanks for what you've done in our lives. I pray that you'd help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's look at the throne of God, Revelation 7, and let's see why it was that they were giving thanks to God. I see number one, they were thanking God because of the fact that they were saved. Aren't you glad that you're saved tonight? And if you're here tonight and you're not saved, I want to tell you, that's the reason why God brought you here tonight, so that you could get saved. You say, saved from what? Saved from sin. Saved from hell. Saved from eternal separation from God. Saved not only from something, but saved to eternal life in heaven. And saved to Jesus Christ and saved to something uh, that gives you a purpose for living. I'm glad tonight that I'm saved. Verse number 10, the Bible says this, and they cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. Salvation only comes by God. Salvation is not something that we work for. It's not something that we earn. It's not something that we deserve. We can't write a check and pay off salvation. All we can do is say, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. And tonight, I want to say, Thanksgiving around the throne, it centers on the fact that you and I are saved. We are children of God. Verse number 14, I like this. And I said unto him, sir, Thou knowest, he was asking, who are all these people? Where did these people come from? And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You say, what's that talking about? It's talking about salvation. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. These saints, they came through the tribulation and their robes had been washed and made white in the blood of the Lamb. Friend, I want to tell you, we all have a sin problem. And until you get your sin washed in the blood, that sin is still there. You can hide it. You can disguise it. You can mask it. You can do everything you can to, to keep it from being visible but there's a sin in our hearts and lives that cannot be erased unless the blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sin. Number one, I see that they're thanking God that they're saved. That'd be a good thing to do this week. Thank God that you're saved. Th say, thank you, Lord, for the day I got saved. Don't ever get over it. Number one, we're uh, thankful because we're saved. Number two, I see that we are sealed by him. Brother David, you, you spoke on this in Sunday school. And believe it or not, I already had my notes. I wasn't hijacking your lesson for, for tonight. But it was good then, and I hope it'll be good now. We are sealed by the Lord. What does that mean? Well, look at Revelation 7. In verse number 3, the Bible says, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Now, keep in mind, during tribulation, there will be those that have to receive the mark of the beast. But not only do the unsaved get a mark, I'm glad that the saved get a mark. I'm glad to seal on us. He puts his identification on us. And with his identification, there comes a special protection that nothing can touch you because you have been sealed by God. We are safe in him. Verse 4, I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were sealed 140 and 4,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. 
You say, well, pastor, God sealed the 144,000 witnesses during the tribulation, but does he seal us today? Does he protect us today? Does he keep us saved today? I'm so glad you asked because Jesus made it clear. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. You are safe and you are sealed by the father's hand. You are safe and sealed by the hand of Christ. And then Ephesians says we are sealed by the Holy Spirit of God until the day of redemption. You and I, when we got saved, we had nothing to worry about concerning our salvation because that is sealed by God. I'm glad that God takes care of his people. I'm glad that God numbers his people. I'm glad that God watches over his people. And this Thanksgiving, let's thank the Lord that we have been sealed. We have been protected. Nothing can touch us that does not first come through the hand of God. I see Thanksgiving and being thankful for being saved. Number two, being thankful for being sealed. But thirdly, I see around the throne, there is a thankfulness from those who suffer. The Bible says in verse number 13, and I, I spoke on this a little bit on Sunday morning about being thankful even when we're broken. But I want you to notice verse number 13. One of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? The question is asked, Who are these people? Where did they come from? How did they get here? And the answer is given in verse 14. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. You say, But I thought these people were saved. They were. They are. I thought these people were sealed. They, they were. They are sealed. But yet still, God allowed them to suffer. Did you know that God allows his children to suffer? You say, how come? Because he's God. He's in control. Because if we never had a time of suffering, we'd never know what God's grace could do. Uh, we would never know what God could do in us and through us. Uh, because of, uh, of his working in our lives. If life was perfect, you'd think you didn't need God. But friend, how many of you know in suffering, that's when you get to know God the best. That's when you get to know him the closest. That's when he becomes the sweetest to you. But I like this. These are they that came out of great tribulation. You know what's true about suffering? God always brings you out. God always brings you through. God never leaves his children in a place of suffering. God doesn't abandon his children in a place of suffering. God will bring you in, but God is bringing you through. I'm thankful for the fact that even though we suffer, and although you may be here tonight and you're going through some suffering, uh, we've got a whole church full of people that are on the prayer list. And I think about Brother Jeff, I think about Brother Dave, and I think about the suffering that you men have been through. But I want to tell you what, at this Thanksgiving time, you can look back and say, thank you, Lord, because you brought me through it. Thank you, Lord, because you're bringing me through it. Thank you, Lord, because you're still working. Even in the suffering, God is still good, and God is still God. I see quickly, number four, what can we thank the Lord for around the throne? What can we thank the Lord for right now? Number four, we can thank him because we get to serve him. I like this in verse number three. The Bible says, uh, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till we have sealed 
the servants of our God in their foreheads. Verse number 15, therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. You know what we get to do? I told the children this morning in the elementary and the, the middle school and high school chapels, I told the children this morning, we get to serve God. And that's a privilege. Uh, that is an honor. Uh, that is the, 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 the greatest opportunity in all the world. It's greater than, 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 than serving a president or serving a governor or serving a CEO or serving a king. It is greater than any position that you could ever acquire in this world because we get to serve the Lord. And that's something to be thankful for. Now, sometimes, if we're honest, sometimes we get discouraged, we get weary, uh, we get frustrated. But I want to remind you, it's a privilege that has been in, given to us and entrusted with us that we get to serve God. Uh, this Thanksgiving, uh, be thankful for the opportunities you have to serve God. Be thankful for the opportunity you have to, to teach a Sunday school class or to sing in a choir or to work in a nursery or to be an usher. Uh, if you're watching this service online, you say, Pastor, I can't get there. I can't be there. I can't do what I used to do. Praise God for the privilege you have to, to pray and the privilege you have to encourage and to, to lift up the people of God in prayer. What a privilege we have to serve God and don't ever take it for granted. You've heard the expression sometimes... We don't appreciate the water till the well runs dry. Sometimes we don't realize how good we had it until we no longer have it. And don't, don't, don't wait until that opportunity is removed or don't wait until uh, that opportunity is taken away before you stop and thank God for the health and strength that you have been given to serve him. What do they do? They serve. Where do they do it? In the temple. When do they do it? The Bible says they do it day and night. And that's the way we ought to serve. We ought to serve God 24-7. 365 days of the year, we get to serve him. Number five, why were they thankful around the throne? I love this. Because they get to see the Lord. Boy, that's something that I'm thankful there's coming a day when I'm going to see the Lord. I'm going to see him face to face. I believe that I'm going to see those, those scars uh, in his hands and in his feet. I believe that I'm going to get to see the Lord and I'm going to get to thank him for what he's done for me. Now, I can't see him with my physical eyes and my physical vision. I can't see him now. Oh, but can I tell you, I can see him through his word. I can see him by faith. I can see him and I know that one of these days I will see him face to face. They're thanking the Lord around the throne. Verse number 17 for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. You know what's so special about Thanksgiving around the throne of God? Is it's not just going to be us and the Lord there. There's going to be some loved ones who've already gone on. There's going to be some mothers and fathers some sisters and brothers, there's going to be some grandparents, there's going to be some children, there's going to be some grandchildren, there's going to be some friends and neighbors and people that we've had to say goodbye to down here, but hallelujah, over there, we won't have to say goodbye. 
Hallelujah, around the throne, there's not going to be an empty seat of someone who has already passed on. I'm thankful that God is going to wipe away all tears from our eyes, and we will see the Lord, and we will be reunited with our loved ones. What a day that's going to be. And then lastly, I see that around the throne, there's thanksgiving. And the thanksgiving is because not only do they see the Lord, not only do they serve the Lord, but around the throne, they get to stand with the Lord. And around the throne, they stand in awe of him. And around the throne, they stand with him forever. Notice verse number nine. It says, and after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues. They stood before the throne and before the lamb. Verse number 11, the Bible says, and all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. Can I tell you, when we stand before the throne, it's not going to be casual. When we stand before the throne, it's not going to be uh, uh, just, you know, laid back, easy going. It's not going to be slapping each other fives. When we stand before the throne, we are going to be in awe of the Lord. And I believe we will fall at his feet. I believe we will worship him. I believe that when we stand before him, we're going to realize what an amazing privilege it is. Not just to be there, but to be there with him. And we will stand with him forever. The Bible says in verse number 12, saying, amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving. And honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Around the throne, we're going to be thanking him forever and we'll be with him forever. And verse number 15, therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. Uh, don't get the idea that when we get to heaven... That God is going to be way up there on the throne and all of us lowly individuals are going to be way down here and it's going to be so far between and it's going to be so rare that we ever get to see the Lord. Oh no. Don't, don't think of it like a, a king and his subject. But think about it like a father and his son. Think about it like a father and his daughter. Think about the closeness that we'll share. Think about how good it's going to be to be not just around him, not just in the vicinity, but to be with him forever. And friend, I want to tell you that's a reason to give God thanks. And as we approach Thanksgiving, I hope that we'll take these thoughts of what it's going to be like when we have Thanksgiving around the throne. And I hope that we'll put those things into practice right now. Because everything I just told you, those are things that we can thank God for today. Those are things that we ought to be thankful for right now. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.